What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In Edmonton, if you're not the Oilers, you are scrapping and fighting for everything. I think the Elks need to, and and every organization in Edmonton needs to, bend over backwards to get their players, their coaches, anybody that anybody asks for. The answer should always be yes. Get your players, get your people, get your good stories. The game is great. The stories are better. So get those stories out there. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. It's hour two. And just like hour one, we're coming in hot. Welcome, everybody, to Rogers Place in Edmonton, the city of champions. And yes, it's a Tuesday, right, Lee Genye? It's Tuesday. Oh, turn your mic up. Although I turned you down there in that last thing. There you go. A little more. I'm glad I uh, got a little more, a little more, a little more. There you go. How's that? How's that, everybody? Thank you. How about Lee Genye with us, our COO and co host for the rest of the week. Um, like I said, this hour two is part of my favorite part of the show because we bring in everybody, all of the viewers' discussion on what we've been talking about today. Let me just recap for those that have just tuned in on Game Plus Television. Maybe you're just tuned into hour two of the podcast. Uh, it's an off day here at the World Juniors. There's practices going on behind us, but there are no games today. It's a full day of hockey on Wednesday, four quarterfinal games. How awesome is that? I believe we've awarded the tickets to give away uh, in hour one already. So some of our lucky viewers will be coming to watch the World Junior Playoff games here on Wednesday. Uh, we talked about the Blue Jays being in a slump. You know they're not going to win every game. You know that, right? We just want them to be in the playoffs. That would be better than last year. I'm trying to figure out what people want outside of Saskatchewan. After spending nearly a half century there, where there's only really one team anybody cares about, I'm enjoying talking about the NFL. Uh, obviously, we've got our CFL roots, Lee and I. Between the two of us, 40 years worked in the CFL. And, of course, the NHL, uh, near and dear to all of our hearts, because it is Canada, after all. But we have a lot of viewers in Winnipeg, and we have breaking news out of Winnipeg. I'm reading from 3downnation.com. 
Longtime TSN reporter Sarah Orleski has been hired as a senior host and producer with the Winnipeg Jets, where she will provide exclusive behind-the-scenes coverage of the team. The Winnipeg product was a staple on the sidelines for the CFL on TSN for well over a decade and covered the last 13 Grey Cups. She's also previously covered the Stanley Cup Finals, the IIHF World Juniors, and the 2010 Olympic Winter, uh, Winter Games. Sarah Orleski leaving TSN. Now listen, they'll replace her in a second. That is a disservice to say that about Sarah. She is iconic. She's classic. She is everything you want in a broadcaster. Forget about just a sideline reporter. TSN. Well, they just let go Lisa LaFlamme from the CTV Newsnet National News. The other, Well, she's the national host, right? Yeah. So in the case of Sarah, Lee said here before we went to air, I read it to him. He goes, well, good for her. Right? And you mean that. Yeah, absolutely. I say good for her if this is what she wants and it's a better opportunity for her, and it sounds like it is. Natasha Stanishevsky, given the, what do you call it, golden handshake from TSN? Not even that. Whatever she got wasn't pleasant from TSN. She's now with Flames TV and Stamps TV. So they're going to work for the teams that's better than working for the national big-name sports networks. So I wonder how this is going over in Winnipeg that Sarah is uh, going to work for the Jets. I'd, I'd like to hear from the viewers because we have a lot in Winnipeg. You can write in in the chat or on the 902 text line. So that's the biggest news today. People love talking about the media. Have you noticed? As much yeah, as the, uh, the teams. You know, well, these are the uh, personalities that they watch every week and they trust. And, you know, Sarah's been on the sideline for how many years? I have a lot of respect for Sarah Noah personally. So I'm going to say good for her. Great move for her. And, um, you know, a big a big win for the Jets in the NHL. Yes. Well, and I, I don't know. I mean a big you know, a big loss for the CFL. Well, there you go. That's that's the big one. Is she has decided she wants to go to NHL only. And I think that's huh, some I guess I kinda opened that up, didn't I, coming into uh, hour two here is that the CFL is in a lot of trouble because when I said I want to know what people outside Saskatchewan want to talk about it's not as much CFL as you'd like to think, especially if you were a CFL fan. Now, having said that, it's not like the CFL's dead and gone. I do believe the president of the Edmonton Elks, Victor Kui, will be coming down here later this week. The CFL can certainly use a boost. We've got a lot of uh, messages coming in here, by the way, on our World Junior tickets, so I will alert our staff that uh, I guess we haven't awarded the winners yet. John McPhee, watching in Rosetown, writes in, he says, uh, speaking of the Jays, Rod, I'm not sure what the deal is with Yusei Kikuchi. I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He's not a major league caliber pitcher. Finally, the media is openly stating he can't be brought back out. Is this simply a case of my money pride won't let me do what my heart says I must? Team's on a bad slide. Uh, That's from John. Well, Yes, if they don't fix their pitching, they're not going anywhere, and they might not make the playoffs. Yeah, they got all the big bats. They got all the power, but people wanted to see a pitcher at the trade deadline, and they didn't. That was a fail. Well, you know, that's also what I wonder. How much are people forced to pay in the sports industry anymore? Uh, I.E., I, look at, I talked about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I was saying to a reporter the other night at Commonwealth, if the Riders don't make the Grey Cup this year, will anybody be fired? Reporter said, probably not. If the Blue Jays don't make the playoffs this year, with this lineup, six All-Stars, is somebody going to pay? Do you feel like it's as perilous as it used to be if you don't 
produce the results? You know, back in the day, obviously, if he didn't produce, you're you gone. gone. So, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, you can kind of see it around, you know, with any league with some of these teams that are struggling and that they don't make changes for the better. They're going to lose their fans and they're going to lose some interest there. So they have to make the change. I think some of our friends, longtime viewers, they're going to need a little lesson here. And we've got a business expert with us. Don, our Navy friend, has written in and says, don't the Leafs have enough platforms to talk about their failures? Would you mind informing our Navy friend, Don, what that marketing agency told you before we left Calgary about what we should talk about on this show? Don, listen. Listen to what Lee's about to tell you. Yeah, when we, when we talk about the Leafs, when we talk about the Jays, when we talk about the Raptors, our numbers go through the roof. So, I mean, obviously, you've got Toronto, 8 million people, which in that city equals uh, between BC, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba, all in one city. So that's. I know, I know a lot of the viewers are CFL fans, and by our numbers, I've said it a lot recently, we are still the CFL's number one podcast, but that's like being the tallest midget in the circus. There's not a lot of podcasts. It's not something to brag about, necessarily. People want the CFL talk, but by and large, Canadians do not, and that is a CFL problem. That is, I just don't feel that they want to address as a CFL, as a league. Now, Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, uh, Kikuchi needs to be sent down to Buffalo for the rest of the season. He's awful. Hot well, take. somebody's got to fill those spots. We're past the trade deadline. They're in a spot where you got to dance with who you brought to the dance. They got to play him. They're not sending him down now. No, he hasn't been good all year. This isn't new. No, they're, uh, they're not sending him down to, to Buffalo at any, anytime soon. Uh, from Gino and Okotoks watching, he says the direction that sports broadcasting is going, because finally people are understanding that networks slash companies will not pay talent what they're worth. Loyal teams will pay their people a living wage. And I guess that has to do with Sarah going to work for the Jets. I'm not sure. Don says, uh, our Navy friend says, I understand the numbers thing. It's sad that it's gotten that way. But you have to, if you'd have had a fly on the wall when Jason Greger left, because Jason, he loves the CFL like all of us, but he knows his, he owns his show. He's been doing this before we were doing it. The orders butter his bread. But he talks about the National Football League. I, I just wonder, our poll question today, we haven't mentioned it here an hour or two yet. Our poll question is, are you following the NFL preseason? The results I've seen now on Twitter, Clark, over 70% said, no, they're not. What are they saying on YouTube for the NFL? Exactly. Over 70% say they're not following the NFL preseason. But I'm not sure that's an indictment on the National Football League per se. I think the pandemic showed us, Lee, that a lot of people, they only follow in the big moments, like yourself. You said week one, you'll be all over it, but right now you're not. You got other things going on. It's summertime. I've got so much going on, and we talk about NFL. Like I said, four weeks of preseason. You know, a lot of their guys are sitting out. So, like I said, they're battling for second string, third string jobs. So, that's not really entertaining to the fan. They want, like I say, they want live rounds. So, come Week one of September, 
I will be on there. Like, why yeah, on right? But that's a really good point, though. You didn't see it in hour one, maybe. I'll say it again. What's changed in the National Football League, and I can't speak for the other leagues, but the preseason games, there used to be four. Now there's only three. Those battles that we were watching in the preseason, and I was, uh, as a Cowboys fan, to see who would be Dak Prescott's number one backup or who would be the starting rush end, although we kind of had an idea who it would be. Those guys aren't even playing in the preseason anymore. They're not playing. They know. So it's the third-string linebacker. It is the eighth receiver we're going to dress on Sunday. That's the battle we're looking for. They don't want to play their stars in the preseason. Used to be they'd only play one or two games max. Now they're not playing at all. At all. But the NFL doesn't need to sell tickets, and they haven't for a very long time. They don't need to sell tickets to preseason games to make money. No. But the CFL still, they they do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you got two preseason games and part of your season ticket package. So they, you know, you've got a short runway to uh, evaluate your talent as well. Scott Bins in the chat says, I was just thinking, Rod's CFL interests have to come from the West. Explain that for a second, please, Scott. What do you mean? Are you saying our viewers... There's more people in Eastern Canada, so I want to talk about what the vast majority of people want. That's it. I could sit here and talk about the CFL for two hours every day, but the CFL, what should I say? They're not stepping up to the table. That's right. I'm not sure they want it for a league that wanted to go away in the offseason for six months. Um, Thomas Abbott, watching in the Energy City, says the riders are teetering on the ledge of watchability. With the NFL around the corner. Skull Vikings. <laughs> Have a good one, Roddy. You're the guy that said the NFL is not a threat to the CFL. Remember way back. Yeah. Do you still believe that? Yeah, I believe it. Absolutely. It's two completely different games and two completely different fan bases. I'm trying to get my mind around. I'm not saying you're I mean, wrong. I'm trying to see it from your perspective because I think if I'm owning a sports team or I'm operating in a league, I see everybody as competition. I want to know how I get people into my doors and watching my games. And if they want to stay home and watch the NFL or buy this jersey in this store because it's I saw Chase Claypool's jersey the other day, I almost bought it because it looked good. For the, and I don't wear jerseys. Do you not think that even from a pure merchandising standpoint, the NFL is competition to the CFL? Yeah, I mean, to, to some degree it is for sure. Like, I mean, when you when you break it down as, you know, you only have so much bandwidth to watch X amount of NFL, CFL, spend your money on gear, to some degree for sure. Uh, do I think the NFL is a threat to CFL? I don't think it is at all. Um, you know, just one, like I say, two very different different games. If you're a CFL fan, you're a CFL fan. I mean, I love watching football. I, I watch them both. Um, I watch a lot of hockey as well. So, um, you know, I don't feel it as a threat. You know, it's just two different, two different games, two different levels of excitement there. So uh, that's where I cut it off. But I, again, I will stand by that it is not a threat to... Well, and that's why I wouldn't sit here and argue with you nor see that you're wrong. I don't necessarily see where you're coming from on that. Because, listen... We can sit here and talk about the NFL all day, and people will like it. Or we can sit and talk about the CFL all day, and people will like it. But we need to make a choice. Yeah. Can't talk about both at the same time. 
And, and, you know, you could relate it to NCAAs. You know, I've got some friends that are just huge NCAA football fans, and they spent all day Saturday watching it. Um, does Good it affect, point. Does it affect CFL? No. Ted in Red Deer says, maybe I'm outside the norm. I'm a football guy, but I really enjoy the different media guys that come on the show. Great pros, one and all, in my opinion. That's why we bring them on, and they're a dying breed. They still exist. That's why we bring them here. Uh, Tank Abbott says, the CFL doesn't butter your bread like the plethora of other sports that you talk about. Got to go with what's hot, which reminds me, that's why we spent so much time on the World Juniors when we opened the show. Why? Because they invited us to be here, and they gave us prime real estate to broadcast our show. I will say again, what's the CFL done for us? <laughs> Who's the guy, uh, Dan in Winnipeg, said, Rod, why don't you try and get Nick Dembski on your show? That is a hell of an idea. And the Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been very good to us. That's the one thing people don't understand, and you get it because you worked in the league for so long. Once the season is going, it's a blur for everybody. Don't don't just talk about our, our show. You tell me how many shows in Winnipeg Nick Dembski's on, or Zach Caleros for that matter. They don't do a lot of in-season live interviews. No, they don't. They don't have time. No. That's not an indictment of the league. Now, we could probably get Nick out of a personal relationship with him and a great relationship with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and I'd love nothing more than to talk with Nick Dembski. But getting players live, especially this time of day, is very difficult to do in-season. But we'll continue this discussion when we come back. Chad Robert, watching on YouTube, says, Hot take! Connor Bedard has a better shot than Austin Matthews. I'll take that hot bet. Take. Hot damn. I'm sure Clark That's won't. Hot. I'm sure Clark won't. John Hodge joining us later on this hour from 3downnation.com, ironically, and Winnipeg. We'll be right back to Rogers Place after this timeout. You are watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and you can always catch the podcast wherever the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. It is a Tuesday. It's your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you from Rogers Place in Edmonton. It's a practice day today. This might be a good time to uh, throw in a sports update. Toronto Blue Jays ace Alec Manoa will face righty Dean Kramer in the second game of the three-game tilt against Baltimore today at Rogers Center. Baltimore scored a 7-3 win in Monday's opener in Toronto. The Jays have lost 7 of their last 10. Team Canada doubled Finland 6-3 Monday night to clinch a quarterfinal spot in the World Juniors here in Edmonton. Mason McTavish had a goal and two assists for the unbeaten Canadians who will face off against Switzerland in a quarterfinal Wednesday. Finland also advanced to the quarterfinals. They'll face Germany. Sweden will take on Latvia. And the reigning champion USA will meet the Czechs. Semifinals go Friday. The gold medal and bronze medal games will be played Saturday. Here's one for you. The Nashville Predators Foundation is teaming up on an event offering people gift cards, preseason ticket vouchers, and giveaways if they turn in their guns into Nashville police. People can turn in their guns to the Metro Nashville Police Department at a Nashville church on Saturday with no questions asked. Now, there's a marketing campaign. You're a marketer from way back. Wow, that's... I don't know. I'm not giving up my guns. 
<laughs> Bring the thrill of the that? track to your fingertips with Woodbine's Dark Horse Bets app. It's AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available for Android and Apple devices. While we're at it, it's also brought to you by the Tap Brewhouse and drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. We're in a full-on viewer takeover here right now with my number one guy, Lee Genier, right here, the COO of the RP Corp. And there's breaking news today. This is the biggest news of the day. Sarah Orleski is leaving TSN to join the Winnipeg Jets full-time for an executive producer role there. I would assume she'll be on the air, but maybe she doesn't want to be on the air anymore. I don't know. Maybe we should call Sarah. Can we get her on the blower, Clark? Before the end of the week, she'd probably do it. She's been on the show many times. She is she's cool, man. I really dig her. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and the reason I say that, I mean, obviously the Jets want her. They think a lot of her. I recall in the bubble, or not even the bubble, but the weird season where we had the all-Canadian division in the NHL, which incidentally I loved. I wouldn't mind having that forever. But she was doing the road games from a set just like this. I, you don't get, you weren't in the Jets region. I watched it every night. And she'd have Ray Ferraro in his house, and she's here, and the team's on the road, and things are breaking down. And you would only know if you were a broadcaster like me. And I'm like, she's a pro. She's pulling this all off. She she's good. She is fantastic. Has that always done a, an amazing job. And like I said earlier, a big loss for the CFL. Uh, you know, but again, a, a big gain for the Jets and the NHL. Uh, perp. See, they... Our numbers were very high yesterday for World Juniors Talk. Perp, watching in the chat, says, Bedard, future 60-goal scorer. In the National Hockey League, I would have to agree. I would, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. I am wonder, can we get Mike Dick on here, the assistant coach for Hockey Canada, for Team Canada, who sat right there last week and said he's in charge of the power play? And I'm sitting here going... Why do you have him in the middle of the slot on the power play? And now they call it the bumper position. The slot wasn't good enough. Now they call it the bumper position. You got a shot like that, and you got him lined up in the slot when he can't take a shot? I don't understand. Oh, I'm not... Yeah, I'm not getting an indie... No, and no more. Sarah is... Don, are you off your medication today, our Navy friend? Sarah didn't get fired by Bell Media. She's resigned to go work for the Winnipeg Jets. He's surmising reasons why Sarah Orleski is leaving TSN. It's because she wanted to. Okay? Absolutely. Not like everybody else there, like our friend Dan O'Toole and now Lisa LaFlamme and Rod Black. I mean, go follow Rod Black on Instagram. I don't know if you do or not. It's Rod Black TV. Did you see him on a boat on Muskoka Lake or Lake Muskoka? And he's doing now a a boating show on social media, Rod Black. And the second he opened his mouth, I'm like, ah, it just sounds so good. Rod Black is so good. Quality broadcaster. Great guy. By TSN. And then you wonder why some of us don't want to go back into it. (laughs) Oh, my God. And Rod's doing... uh... Color analyst for the um, CEBL in Scarborough. 
And a great job of it. I mean, Fantastic. if at least we can at least have fun, that's all you can ask. Yeah. By the way, Jennifer from the Four Seasons, thanks for getting us back on track here. She says, poor kid sat on the bench for that entire third period. Did anybody think to ask Dave Cameron, the coach of Canada, why Bedard didn't play in the third? There's a couple reasons why I think. They were killing penalties for pretty much the entire third period. And Connor don't kill penalties. Okay? Number one. Number two, they're defending a lead. So you're not putting Wayne Gretzky out to defend a lead. You're not putting out Connor Bedard. You're put, if you want to come back in a game... They're your guy. But to play defense? Probably not. And um, have you, yeah, you've been here to watch a Canada game live, right? Yeah, absolutely. You're not a nerd like me. Like, I'm a little different than most. I want to be at every Canada game and a lot of other round robin games if I can, but you're not always like DuPont's like that too. Like when we were in Calgary, I said, I want to be at a game every night. I don't care what. Junior A, NLL, CFL, every night I want to be at a game. And Darren's like, I don't need that. And I don't think he does. But you've seen Bedard live. When I compare him to Gretzky, is that off? No, no. I think, I mean, he's got uh, got to mature a little bit, but I think he's definitely got that pedigree in him for sure. So it's going to be exciting to see him come into the NHL and see what he really does. Well, and this is starting to come up, too. Uh, I had a lot of hockey analysts in the States writing me last night on Twitter about Bedard, and one of the questions is what one of the... Chad Robert in the chat says, who would you compare Connor Bedard to as an NHL player? And Chad's a little late to the party because we've addressed this before, but he's a new viewer, and we love new viewers, right, Lee? Absolutely, Uh, It's Marcel Dion. And I know that doesn't mean anything to you. Look him up. And I can't take credit for that. It was a Pats fan. Two years ago, when the kid was 15, I was doing the games on television going, who is this kid? Who is this kid? Because he doesn't really remind you of anybody currently or really in recent memory. And it was a Pats fan that said, Marcel Dion, Hall of Famer, the greatest NHLer to not win a Stanley Cup. You can't argue that. No, for sure. And I think our good friend Charlie Simmer had told us that. So, <laughs> you know, right. was on the show about a month ago. So, I mean, great. Well, what Charlie Simmer said was, I hope he's taller than Marcel. <laughs> and that was funny. Um, but you see, this is what people want to talk about. And I also tell you that people want to talk about the media as much as they want to talk about the games. And obviously, I'm part of it, have been part of it for decades. I don't mind. Jeremy Corrigan broadcaster writes then he says sarah is one of the best broadcasters in the country she deserves all the great opportunities that come her way absolutely truer words have never been spoken from the bar flies on youtube he says sarah's leaving a sinking ship i don't think tsn sinking anytime soon i just think sarah's probably up for a new challenge probably less travel I was thinking about this this morning, getting up at River Creek Casino. I'm like, I love it here. It's a beautiful Edmonton morning, and I don't want to be on somebody else's schedule, nor do you, nor do you. Well, We've lived that. We've lived it. So I, I just want to have fun. Kudos to her. And she's moving in the NHL. So, I mean, who could possibly think that, uh, 
You know, who wouldn't take that bet? Um, Gino in Okotoks says, Bedard doesn't kill penalties. He better learn one day, though. Wish I could have seen more of Bedard, but that shot last night. Good Lord. Oh, yeah. Think. Goalie didn't even see it. And my buddy Mike Lee, my deal Mike Lee, was sitting right down here on the goal line, and he said that <laughs> the space for that puck to go in was about the size of the puck. And Phyllis in Winnipeg says, wow, Dion was a legend. Really cool to hear the similarities between Bedard and Dion, RP. Well, thank you. If there's something uh, that I can pass along, and that's it, that's age. Lee and I are about the same age. When I started this show, I, you weren't watching then. It was way back when we were only on Facebook Live. And I sat there and said, you know what? I'm too old. I'm out of touch. I don't think I should be a sitting, hosting a show. And Joe Lazito from New York was watching, and he wrote in, and he says, no, no, Rod, it's vintage. We love those references, the pop culture. Now would be a good time for you to tell the world about Daisy Duke being your first kiss, now that I think about it. Yeah, we want to go back that? to that. Yes, we do. World of Wheels, I think 1981. And what is World of Wheels? You know, that was in the big four in, in Calgary. So, you know, they have all the hot rods and they would bring in one year. They brought in Lou Frigno as the Hulk as being, you know, the number one Friday night show. And then, of course, my, you know, at that age, being 10 or 11, I was watching the, the Dukes of Hazard. uh the Incredible Hulk. So here, here we we were in line, my friend, and we we're the last guys in line, and and um, and Daisy Duke kissed me. No, you kissed on her. the lips. You kissed her. Oh yeah. So that's the day I became a man. <laughs> How would it would it cost? Had to be a charge for that. There was no charge. Can you imagine a kissing booth in 2022? Mm. They'd arrest you, not you, uh, just somebody. I was uh, 11 years old. Uh, 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 here we go. The people are perking up. We're talking world juniors. They're perking up, Lou. Uh, Lee, Jennifer says that number 17, Ridley Gregg, played fantastic Monday. He was the player of the game for Canada. He's in the conversation for the MVP for Tim, Team Canada. We talked about it, Jennifer, last hour. His dad, Mark, was sitting just down from me in the stands. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to be the Ottawa Senators' best player. I agree. In two to three years. From Perp. In the chat, Connor Bedard is his own player. I can't even compare him to anyone. I just can't wait till he develops even more. You walk around the concourse here at Rogers Place, like I like to do, and do loser laps, as I call them, and just listen to people. I like listening to people. There's fans wearing a lot of Canadian jerseys, but there's fans wearing jerseys of their team. Montreal, Detroit, especially if it's red, it fits in quite well. They all want Bedard. The Hams fa- Habs fans seem to think they got a shot at him, and they want to suck to get Bedard. They may have that. Jeff, the Stamps fan, wants to know how long you had to stand in line to get that kiss from Catherine Bach. Daisy Duke. He's uh, probably a couple hours. Worth it? It's Daisy Duke. Yeah. I'm 11 years old. Was she your first crush? Uh, you know, no, it would have been Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> My condolences. Thank you. Lonnie Anderson was mine. Starting to make sense now, right? Farrah Fawcett. There was a few. You got to pick one. Hey, David in Winnipeg writes in. He says, Rod, I met Derek Taylor last week at the Bomber game. Told him you want him on the show. Personally, like I said, I would. 
Yeah, David, what did he say? Because he hasn't responded to any of our messages. Right, Clark? Yeah, so I have, to be perfectly honest, absolutely no idea why Derek Taylor would have a problem with me or us. But the invitation's been extended. We'd love to have the voice of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on Derek Taylor because he's a great guy. I've said that from day one, so I don't know. Somebody probably got in there and muddled things up. You know, that's usually how it works. Somebody's always screwing Somebody's always jabbing you from the back. Speaking of, we're going to Winnipeg next. John Hodge, one of our favorite CFL writers, joins us from three down after this timeout. We are we are live at Rogers Place, World Juniors Day Off. You're watching on Game Plus TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio streaming now at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Off day at Rogers Place, but the quarterfinals get humming on Wednesday. Four games beginning at 10 a.m. Mountain. You can catch them all on various TSN channels. Somehow our discussions morphed off to who is your first crush of all time? Mine was Lonnie Anderson. Lee's was Olivia Newton-John. Everybody's writing in with theirs. I'll get to those a little later on. There's big breaking news out of Winnipeg. And let's bring on John Hodge, if you don't mind, from 3downnation.com, one of the top CFL insiders. John, correct me if I may, the biggest news of the week out of Winnipeg will be this. Sarah Orleski leaving the CFL on TSN to go work for the Winnipeg Jets. Am I right? I think you're absolutely right there, Roddy. I mean, you know, Sarah Orleski, I, I don't know her well personally, but obviously we've encountered each other you know, in, in, in professional situations covering this league. And uh, at the end of the day, I don't think there's anybody better than Sarah. She, she's phenomenal at her job. She's done it at a world-class level since she joined the CFL on TSN in 2008. And I know, for one, I'm going to be sad, not just obviously as, uh, as someone who gets to see her in the press box every now and again, but also as someone who just has a tremendous appreciation for her work, uh, she'll be sorely missed. The good news is she announced on her Twitter account that her final game is the Banjo Bowl. So if people are looking for some closure with Sarah's tenure at the CFL on TSN, they still have a chance to get a little little bit of it early next month. Well, yes, it is. Uh, well, the CFL's loss is the Jets' gain, there's no doubt. Um, so, hey, I was looking at you guys' power rankings. Uh, listen. You got to be happy, John, with the quality of CFL ball, particularly coming out of Week Ten. Your hits, I would think, are hopping. It's pretty good times in the CFL on the field. I, I would agree. I, I think there's always room for for improvement, of course, with the on-field product. But at the end of the day, I mean, the CFL just saw its highest scoring week of the season, just under sixty points per game. You know, that's a number that the CFL league office, I'm sure, loves to see. We also had the highest scoring game individually, in my opinion. You know, arguably the best game of the season, the 41-40 come from behind victory by the BC Lions. I say arguably best game because I still think that the 35-28 game that Winnipeg and Calgary played a couple weeks ago might have been even better. But, you know, to me, I do think that we have seen a better quality of football this season. I think the quarterbacking has certainly improved. I think that the kicking game has certainly improved. I think we've seen more big plays. Again, always room for improvement, but certainly coming out of a 2021 season, uh, that was you know, saw a lot of of criticism, quite frankly, from people in and around the league, fans across the country looking at social media. 
saying, hey, like, wh- where's the CFL that we used to know? We used to see big plays, lots of points. We're not seeing it as much of it this year. I think 2022 has been a nice rebound for the league and set up maybe a, a bit of a nicer foundation for what this league could be in three or five years. Tell me, please, how you guys come to a consensus on your power rankings. And by the way, I agree with them pretty much every week. The CFL.ca is not so much. You guys, I do. But you got the BC Lions number one in the CFL right now over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Was that a hard uh, vote, or how do you guys come up with that? Well, it was it was extremely close, Roddy. The way that we do it is we have all of our contributors rank the teams from one to nine independently. And then we put them all together and average them all out. And so uh, I believe it was five of our contributors had Winnipeg at number one and six, including myself, had the BC Lions at number one. And that is the uh, that's just how close it was. It was literally one vote. I, I can only speak for myself, but personally, I was happy to put the BC Lions there because, first of all, most importantly, I think they have the best player in the CFL right now, who is Nathan Rourke. I think Nathan Rourke, you know, maybe, maybe a month ago, there was a conversation about who was having the better year, Rourke or Zach Kolaris. I don't think that's, an, that's a conversation that could realistically be had anymore. That's no disrespect to Zach Kolaris. Zach Kolaris is having clearly a better season than every other starting quarterback in the CFL. But right now, Nathan Rourke stands alone at one. There's a gap. Zach Kolaris stands, uh, stands alone at two. And then there's another wide gap to everybody else, in my view. The other reason is I think the BC Lions have really started to come together defensively. That front seven, they went out and added a bunch of key pieces in free agency. Then they all got hurt, but it hasn't slowed them down. They've really seen production from Matthew Betts, uh, Tim Bonner, uh, Obam Guachim off the end. The, the linebacking core hasn't missed a beat since Bola Combo went out. And, and to me, they are the team to beat right now. I appreciate that they lost to the Bombers five, six weeks ago but power rankings are not standings. If you want standings, look at the standings. If you want power rankings, come to Three Down Nation. Ah, I get it, and I love, I love the debate. It's one of the things that makes our business so great. Clay and Brandon says to me, ask John what he thought of the Alouettes' D-line last Thursday. Al's won in, Munch- in Winnipeg 20-17. to 17. Is there a story there, John? First off, shout out to Brandon. I lived there for many years. Um, but I will also say I, I, I was very impressed with the Alouette's defensive line. This Alouette's defensive line was basically gone out and purchased. They brought in, you know, Mike Moore. They brought in uh, Armando Sewell. They brought in Nick Usher all from the Edmonton Elks. And then they, they brought in Avery Ellis from the Ottawa Red Blacks. It's four free agent additions up there. I think they technically traded for Armando Sewell, but that's neither here nor there. Um, to me, it's been a pretty mediocre unit all season, you know, in a nine team league, it's maybe the fourth or fifth best, but certainly they took it to the blue bombers. And I was at that game in IG field. The bombers had won 12 straight games there. I did not anticipate that the bombers were going to lose, nor did I anticipate that game was going to be close. And yet not only in a very raucous environment, I mean, there's 31,000 fans screaming their heads off at IG field. And I've seen a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of opposing teams come in. And, and that, they can't get over the crowd. They just can't deal with the noise. They put their tail between their legs, and the Bombers just feast. That is not what we saw this past weekend. And I give the Alouettes a lot of credit. That defensive line set the tone. They gave the offensive line fits. And it wasn't like there was a particular blocker along the offensive line where you go, oh, my goodness, they're getting killed right up the gut. Or, oh, this offensive line is getting killed off the right edge. No, it was coming from everywhere. 
let's remember this this offensive line in Winnipeg. Well, yes, they lost Drew Desjardins to the NFL. Yes, they lost Michael Couture, reigning CFL All Star center to injury. They've still got three perennial All Stars on that line: two at tackle and Stanley Bryan and Jermarcus Hardrick, and one at guard and Patrick Newfeld, right from from you know in the heartland of Saskatchewan. So certainly the Alouettes deserve credit. That defensive line had its best game of the year, and that's one of the biggest reasons they were able to complete that upset at IG Field. Arlen Bruce the third is watching, and this is my final question for you from AB. He says, uh, Nathan Rourke plays like a young Andrew Luck or Drew Brees. I respect your football acumen, John, so I wonder what you think the immediate future for Nathan Rourke is. He's in the final year of his contract, correct? What, how do you see this unfolding over the next two to three years in the football career of Nathan Rourke? Well, he is under contract with the BC Lions for 2023. However, mm. there is a window he can utilize just as, you know, Devonte Dedman did this past offseason, a number of CFL players did this past offseason to pursue the NFL. And I think it would absolutely be in his best interest to do so. Here's why. Nathan Rourke's contract tops out around the $80,000 mark next year. That's Canadian, of course. Even if he just sat on a practice roster down south, he'd be making a lot more money than he would be in Canada. This is not like quarterbacks in the past, you know, guys like Bolivar Mitchell, Michael Riley, where, you know, they could go down south potentially, but if they land on a PR, they're going to make less money than they would have making 500, 600, $700,000 in Canada, right? From a financial standpoint, Nathan Rourke is only going to do better in the NFL than he is on the current deal that he's on, his rookie deal in the CFL. The other factors, let's say Nathan Rourke works down to the NFL. And by the way, I absolutely think he will get that chance. I've talked to personnel people who say basically the only way he doesn't get a look is if something truly disastrous happens this year, including an injury, knock on wood. Of course, we don't, we don't hope that will happen. And I, I do think he will get signed. The question of where, you know, I, I think where he goes, what the fit is, what team he's with, who he's surrounded by, that will all play in too much to speculate as to what he could accomplish in the NFL. But I'll say this, assuming he goes down there in 2023, let's say it doesn't go well and he comes back to the CFL for 2024, he's going to be a CFL free agent at that point. And I can think of about nine CFL teams that would probably love to go out and sign Nathan Work. So even if he goes down to the NFL in 2023 and doesn't have any success, he's going to make bank coming up to the CFL in 2024, whether or not he returns to that childhood team of his, the BC Lions. Well, he's certainly uh, earned it, and he's been fun to watch. I can't let you go without asking you this uh, quickly, the answer to your childhood crush. Who was your first crush, John? That's what the viewers have latched onto here for a topic today. It was actually you, Roddy. <laughs> Am I that old? Am I that old? Well, thank you. I'm very flattered and red-faced. John, keep up the great work, man. Loving it. Enjoy the football. Thanks for having me on, Roddy. Anytime. John Hodge from 3downnation.com joining us from the Manitoba Capitol. We'll be back with overtime and get to the bottom of all these first crushes with all of our viewers. And Lee will join us as well. You're watching the RP Show live from Rogers Place, where apparently Sweden's practicing right now on an off day at the World Juniors on Game Plus television, available all across Manitoba on Bell MTS Cable. Also, live streaming on YouTube, and you can always catch the podcast wherever you find your podcasts, including Apple, Amazon, Google, Stitcher, and Spotify. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Time is a proud presentation of the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the World Junior Hockey Championship. And I'll say it again, it's an off day here at the World Jays, but Team Sweden is practicing over our shoulder. Lee Genier rejoins me, our COO. Nice uh, bunny hug, by the way. I love it. Getting some comments on that? Everybody is asking me where they can get this. RodPetersonShop.com. Indeed, we were matching blue here today. Um, <laughs> so I don't know how it came. No, it came up when I asked you about Daisy Duke kissing you in Calgary. And what was the year? Uh, probably like 1981. I think Dukes of Hazards, where I got my crush on Jeeps, Uncle Ooh. Jesse's Jeep. That oh, thing yeah. was a white with the gold eagle on the front. Ooh. Uh, Mandy in Edmonton writes in, and I apologize I missed you at the Elks game the other night, Mandy, but she says, yes, RP's first crush being Lonnie Anderson makes sense. A guy or a gal likes what they like from the start, I guess. I see a lot of votes have come in here for John Stamos from the women. My cousin Christine in Medicine Hat says Michael Landon was her first crush. Little House on the Prairie. Little House Remember on that? the Prairie. Night, John Boy. Bonanza. Oh, that was the Waltons. No, no. It was Little House on the Prairie? Little but the house. Waltons lived in the ho- Little yeah. House on the Prairie? No, no. It's it, a long it, time ago. Yeah, but she could have been going back to the uh, Bonanza years. So. Arlen Bruce, who I got to say I have a lot of affection for Arlen Bruce. He's in here watching every day. He brings the heat and the sizzle with every comment. He says his first crush, Rosie Perez. How about he said, that? Do you remember Rosie Perez? Of course. He says his second was Halle Berry. How about that? Spicy. Um, <laughs> now they're getting goofy and off the off the. Phil thirty two twenty three writes in and says, "My first crush was Topanga from Boy Meets World." That's Beautiful. a little af after my time. Terry Carrier in the chat says, "My first crush was Lindsay Wagner." In brackets, the Bionic Woman. Mm. She was, now that you say that, smoking, but oh, yeah. an unheralded pick. Let's say, off the board. Wonder Woman, too. Yeah, she was good. Um, Samantha Fox, I'll tell you right now, Jennifer from the Four Seasons, you're showing your age, Jennifer. She writes in and says, I'm surprised no mention of Samantha Fox. Every boy I knew back then had her poster on the wall. She sang this song, Touch Me. Google Samantha Fox. You're of that vintage. You remember her very well. I do. I think she only had one song. I think that's it. One was enough. Samantha Fox. Uh, from Tacona Pally says, Rod, it was Daisy's Jeep. Uh, I, you think, I think it was licensed by Uncle Jesse. And she just drove it. You moving in on my woman? <laughs> Daisy Duke. How do we get into these discussions? And what are we doing here? The breaking news of the day, Sarah Orleski leaving the CFL on TSN and TSN overall to go join the Winnipeg Jets. And um, let's just sit back and examine that for a moment as two career CFL guys. Well, your thoughts first before I go with mine. Well, obviously, she has spent a lot of years in the CFL, has done an amazing job, has earned her stripes, you know, and moving to the NHL and the Jets. I think this is a, you know, she is a Winnipeg girl, so I think this makes 
a lot of sense and you know what is um you know moving moving to the big time as well in the nhl so good great move for her like i can say i'm a big fan and uh knowing sarah for a lot of years so good on her and uh she's gonna kill it uh in the new job well i know for a fact that tsn has been grooming the next one and her name is Britt Dort, and she's done some games already, and I know the family very well. I ran into her brother, Jeff Dort, at the Centennial Cup in Esteban, and he told me that TSN was grooming his sister, Britt, for that sideline role. So I've been watching for that throughout the summer, and I've seen her on the sideline. So from a TSN perspective, you know for a fact the people running the show over there are literally saying people will watch no matter what. They will give Sarah all the appropriate bouquets and quesaras and everything on her way out of town but they know that you're going to watch the games anyways overall they just don't really care so that's why when you said good for sarah i was the same way as long as sarah's happy i'm happy and she wouldn't have done it if she, if it wasn't a great move for her no and it is a great move for her so and you know what Britt dort will do a great job for them as well coming in behind so um tacona <laughs> artland Bruce says, Rod, you just shocked the culture with this discussion. How so, A.B.? Write in real fast and tell. How, how did we shock the culture with this discussion of what your first crush was? Um, I, it's always a fun discussion. Mine's never changed. Lonnie Anderson. That's a fact. You can't change who your first crush was. Last minute of play of the RP show today. Tacona Pauli in Winnipeg says, RP, Connor Bedard, similar to Paul Correa. You gotta watch him live. Korea was a more dynamic skater, in my opinion. A far more dynamic skater. And that's not to say Connor's not a great skater. But he didn't move as much as Paul Korea. He doesn't need to move as much. Wayne didn't move that much. Just watch him live. And for the rest of you people, get your tickets. Because don't you think that by the end of the week, this barn's going to be, if not full... Close to fall as Canada. Yeah. These games get more exciting. Yeah, and you can just feel the momentum building in the city and, you know, really starting to feel the excitement come out. So as we go down the stretch, full barn this weekend. We are out of time for your questions. Tune in tomorrow on Game Day from the World Jays. We'll answer them all. A lot of them have to do with World Juniors. It's uh, one and done in the World Jays the rest of the way. See you tomorrow, noon Eastern, here on Game Plus. We don't know what we're doing. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Bob's your uncle. Hell yes. Hoorah. Yep. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.